What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode 106 of the Tatiana Harness Podcast. Today is going to be an amazing episode because we're going over the top 25 rankings again, which there are so many changes, and I'm so excited to go over them with you guys. I'm also going to give you my thoughts. And then there was a new article put out on ESPN um, talking about the top transfers this year and who has made like the most impact, stuff like that. And so I feel like that's going to be a great topic to go over. And then lastly, another article was put out of top 25 most valuable college basketball players pre-NIL since 2000. And so I'm going to be going over the women that were ranked in that and who they played for and the years. So this episode is going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of information. I am going to be going by a little bit faster today because I do have a game tonight. Super excited for that. And I will let you guys know how that goes. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and get started. So I'm going to start off with the top 25. I'll go over the AP poll first, and then I'll go ahead and give you my thoughts as well. In which, by the way, there's now only five remaining undefeated teams. And it's crazy how much, how just the other day I felt like we were at 12. Now we're all the way down to five. So we'll inter- it'll be interesting to see if anybody can get a loss this week. Okay, so the top four remain the same. At number one, we have South Carolina, who's 14-0, one of the top, one of the only remaining teams that are undefeated. Number two, we have Stanford, who's 15-1. Number three, we have Ohio State, who's 15-0. And then um, number four, we have Notre Dame, who's 12-1, in which Notre Dame was previously ranked number five. At number five, we have UConn, who is 11 and 2. Oh, you know what? Actually, I am going way too fast. Hang on. I'm going to re-, re go back again because I forgot I had all these notes. So at number one, we have South Carolina, who's 14 and 0. Number two, we have Stanford at 15 and 1. They just recently um, played against number 15 ranked, or was number 15 ranked Arizona, and they won 73 to 57. And they have a pretty tough uh, schedule this January. They play against uh, UCLA. They also play against Cal. They play against USC. They play against number eight ranked Utah, unranked Colorado, which Colorado is having a good season. They are twelve and three so far. Then they play against Oregon State. They play against, then they play against number eighteen ranked Oregon. So they have a pretty tough January schedule. I'm pretty sure that they're gonna remain. Um, with only one loss the rest of this uh the rest of this January, but they definitely will have some close and tough games. Okay, then we go on to number three ranked Ohio State, who is fifteen and zero, the second undefeated team that we have remaining. They have a decently tough January as well. They play against Minnesota this Thursday. Then they play against Illinois, who's thirteen and two, have an outstanding year. Then they play against Nebraska, which Nebraska is 10-5, and five, but they've had a couple upset wins this season. Then we have Northwestern, who's 6-7. and seven. Then they play against number 16-ranked Iowa. And then they also, right after that, they play against number 6-ranked Indiana, which I am so excited to see this game. Indiana, I will speak on them in a second, but they did just get their first loss um, to Michigan State, so that was a huge upset. 
But I've said it all along, I've really wanted to see this game happen. So that is happening on the 26th, unfortunately, Kobe's Day. Um, but that'll be an outstanding game. I'm really excited to see that one. And then they play against Purdue, who's 11-3, and which could pretend, potentially, um, Purdue could be ranked. So they also have a pretty tough January. Ohio State, they also just beat number 14, Michigan, um, 66-57. to So that was a pretty close game. Okay, then at number four, we have Notre Dame, who's 12-1. and Notre Dame has, um, a, ooh, I don't know how I, they have, like, a mid, uh, mid, like, in the middle, tough January. So their next game, this will be a tough one, they play against number 22, North Carolina. Then they play against Wake Forest, who's doing decent this year, but Notre Dame will probably blow them out. Then they play against Syracuse, who's had some upsets. They're 10-4. and four. Then they play against Clemson, who's 11-4. and four. Then they play a tough Virginia team, who's 13-1. and one. Another one is a tough Florida State team, who is 14-2. and two. And then at the end of January, they play against number 10, NC State, in which that should be a pretty good game. Okay, and... Um, one second, writing something down. Okay, so finish with Notre Dame. I have all these screenshots on my phone, and so if it's taking me a second, it's because I'm, like, scrolling to find which team's which. Okay, then at number five, we have UConn, who is 11-2. They were previously ranked number eight. They've been playing pretty well lately, so they went up. They did just recently beat number 21 Creighton, 72-47, to so they played outstanding. And then they beat Marquette, 61-48, to in which Aaliyah uh, Edwards has been doing incredibly well. And I also know that, um, I don't know how to say her last name, but Dorka is back, and so she's back in the starting lineup, and she's a key player for them as well. UConn, they have some decently tough games this January. They play against number 24, St. John's. And they also play against Seton Hall again, which they've already beat, but that might be a close one. And then uh, they also play against Tennessee at the end of the month. Then we go to number 6th-ranked Indiana, who's now 13-1. and They were previously ranked number 4. They had an upset loss to Michigan State. It was a pretty close game, um, but Michigan State did end up winning 83-78, to so that was an impressive win for them. I know Michigan State has so many, like, uh, what do you call it? Michigan State has so many upsets. Indiana does have a pretty tough schedule, though, and they also just recently almost lost again, but they did end up pulling off the win in overtime. They won by 12 over Nebraska. Uh, 74 to 62. Obviously, they played him incredible in overtime, but that ended up being a close game. Um, but this month they're gonna face number 13 ranked Maryland. Uh, they're also gonna face Illinois, number 14 ranked Michigan. Obviously, number three Ohio State. And so they're playing against some ranked opponents this month. So we'll see if they'll uh hold it to only one loss. At number seven, we have LSU, who is another undefeated team remaining, who is 14 and 0. And they were previously ranked number nine. They are now up to number seven. LSU just recently beat uh, number 24, Arkansas, or was ranked number 24, Arkansas, 69 to 45. Wasn't even close. And they also had, oh, wait, I'm talking about 
LSU. Shoot, I just deleted it. But they don't have um, that tough of a schedule this month, so they should remain undefeated. But then again, you never know. There could be um, an upset somewhere in there. All right, now I accidentally skipped forward to this one early. We're going to number eight is uh, Utah, who is as well 14-0. So you've heard four of the five remaining undefeated teams. Utah was previously ranked at number 11, in which at the beginning of the year they weren't ranked at all, but they were right on the verge. But they've been playing really, really well. They had a decently close game against Washington, um, but they ended up winning 61-53. to And I actually watched the end to this game, and it was tied uh, coming down in like the last two minutes. And Utah obviously ended up pulling ahead and winning that game. But they won 61-53. That was on uh, Sunday. Utah has a pretty tough schedule as well. They play against Colorado, who's 12-3. and three. Number 15 ranked Arizona. Number 2 ranked Stanford. So they might uh, not be undefeated after that game. And then they also play against Cal and USC. And number 12 ranked UCLA. So they got a pretty tough month ahead of them. Um, if they can remain undefeated throughout this month, they really have a chance at being uh, top three, top two. So, we'll see. Okay, next we have number nine ranked Virginia Tech. They were previously ranked number seven. They have gone down a little bit, um, but not too much. They are 12-2. and two. The reason why they've gone down a little bit is they just, they just had an upset to Clemson, 64-59 to 59 they lost. And uh, two of their losses were in the last week and a half. Uh, so they are definitely struggling a little bit right now. Um, but they also have a tougher-ish schedule. They have a tough schedule ahead of them, I should say that. They did pull off a great win uh, over North Carolina by three points. That was an incredible game. But on Thursday, they faced Virginia, in which I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they lost this game. But I feel like that's going to be a close game no matter what. Then they face Miami, and then they face Louisville. And then they play against number 19, Duke, and then they play Virginia again at the end of the month. They have eight games this month, but the, or they have seven games remaining, but eight games total. And it should be interesting for them. Okay, at number 10, we have NC State. They were previously ranked number 6, um, and they are now 12-2. and two. So I don't have to they lost two before, so I d can't say it off the top of my head, but I'm pretty confident it was an upset. And then they also just recently had a really close game with Syracuse that they ended up winning by two points. And so I can see how that's dropped them a little bit, just staying that close and how so many teams... Um, are on the come up or on the rise, I should say. Um, but they face Virginia, Florida State, and then they also play against number 22, North Carolina, Miami, Louisville, and number four, Notre Dame. So they got a tough January ahead of them. Um, we'll see how they end up doing. Okay, at number 11, we have Iowa State, who's 9-2. They're previously ranked number 15. They dropped a little bit, they, but they ended up having a pretty good week. Um, but they have a toughest, I need to find another word than tough. They have a challenging schedule ahead of them. They play against West Virginia, who's 9-3, then number 17, Oklahoma, who is 11-1, and and then they play against Kansas State, who isn't ranked anymore, but is still really good, who's 11-3. and 
Then they play against Texas, who's 10 and 4. Oklahoma State, who is 10 and 3. And then number 21, Kansas, who's 11 and 1. And then they face Oklahoma again at the end of the month. End of the month, excuse me. And so they have arguably the toughest schedule that we've seen yet in the month of January. Okay, and then we go to number 12 ranked UCLA, who's 13 and 2, previously ranked number 10. Um, I'm not too sure why they dropped a little bit, but they did just, uh, wait, yeah, they did just beat, uh, number 17, Oregon, 82 to 74. I think they just dropped just because of how good a couple of other teams are doing. Um, but like I said, they just beat Oregon, 82 to 74. That was a really good game. Oh, this is why they dropped because they did lose to Oregon State, who isn't ranked, who is seven, who they who Oregon State beat them 77 to 72. And now we're going to have, they have, okay, this is a pretty tough schedule as well, but they play against USC again, in which that ended up being a close game the last time. Um, they play, they face USC. Then right after that, they play number two Stanford, which that should be a fun game to watch. And then they face Cal and then Washington, Washington State, Colorado, and then number eight Utah. So, they're gonna have some du- they're gonna have some challenging games this month, but it'll be cool to see how they end up doing overall. At number thirteen, we have Maryland, who's twelve and three. They were previously ranked number sixteen. They're on the come up right now. They just uh, played a close game with Rutgers. They ended up winning by nine, seventy eight to sixty seven. But they go ahead and play against Michigan State, which we'll see if Michigan State could pull off another upset against a ranked team, and then right after that, they play against number six, Indiana, and then um, towards the end of the month, they have a tough game against number 14, Michigan, and that should be a good one, actually, because they're right, they're side by side by each other, so that should be a good game to watch. We then have number 14, Michigan, who is 12-2, they were just not number 14 as well, they've stayed pretty consistent throughout the year, um... They this month they play against number sixteen Iowa Purdue who is eleven and three Michigan State number six Indiana and number thirteen Maryland so they have a a middle a middle uh, challenging January it seems like January I could definitely see some ups a lot of upsets coming in a lot of close games so I feel like if there's ever a time you're gonna tune in to women's basketball January and right now is definitely the month to watch them. Okay, we then go on to number 15, Arizona, who was 12 and 2. They previously ranked number 18. They did just lose to Stanford, 73 to 57. Um, and they have. Oh, I thought it started raining outside. I was like, what the heck? Um, my bad, guys. But they have. Uh, they're gonna play against number 18, Oregon, who's 11 and 3. They'll play against Colorado, who is 12 and 3. And they'll also play against number eight, Utah. So that'll be a difficult game for them. Um, if they could pull off a win, I think that they should beat Oregon. If they could pull off a win against Utah, I could definitely see them being ranked in the top ten for sure. Um, and so I feel like this is an important uh, time period for them to go ahead and get some wins. That's for sure. Okay, and then next we have number 16, ranked Iowa, who is 11-4. and four. They were just recently ranked number 12. They've gone down a little bit because 
uh, Illinois just pulled off a big upset against them. The Illinois won ninety to eighty six. Um, Kalen Clark did fall in the last like two minutes. Uh, we're not sure. It was close, but they did. She did definitely foul, so she ended up fouling out. Um, but either way, Iowa has definitely dropped since the beginning of the year. Um, they will play against number fourteen Michigan this Saturday, and they will also play against number three Ohio State this month. So hopefully, they could get two good wins. Ohio, Ohio State should be is definitely going to be a tough one for them. Um, but they could get back to their top ten ranking if they pull off a win against them. Then we go ahead to number 17-ranked Oklahoma, in which they have a difficult schedule this month. Uh, they're 11-1, and and they were recently ranked number 20. They play against number 23-ranked Baylor tonight, actually. They play against 23-ranked Baylor, so if you're around tonight, that's definitely a game to watch before you live stream my game tonight, um, in which if you check on my Instagram story, if you... Uh, Go to the Instagram page that I reposted. You'll go ahead and see the link if you want to go ahead and watch the live stream tonight. Um, but either way, and then they, right after that, they play against number 11, oh, Iowa State. And then they play against Texas Tech, who's 12-2, who's been impressive, could potentially be ranked. And then right after that, they play against number 21-ranked Kansas. And then they'll play Iowa State again at the end of the month. So they got a, definitely a challenging schedule ahead of them. Number 18 ranked, we have Oregon, who's 11-3. and They just beat USC 73-45. to Wasn't even close. This month, they'll play against number 15 ranked Arizona. And number 2 ranked Stanford at the end of the month. So, hopefully they can get some wins. Alright, then we have number 19 ranked Duke, who is 13-1. They weren't ranked last week. Um... They have been playing so well, but they just pulled off a win against Louisville, 63-56. to And then I actually think what happened, um, NC State's loss this week, or this last week, was to Duke. And so that's why Duke is now, biggest reason why Duke is now ranked. They have some tough games ahead of them, though. They have Wake Forest, who's 10-5. and They have Clemson, who's 11-4. and Georgia Tech, who's 9-5. and Then they play against number 22, ranked North Carolina. Syracuse, number nine ranked Virginia Tech, and Florida State. So they got, even though some of the teams that they're playing, majority of the teams that they're playing against aren't ranked, they are still some pretty difficult teams that they're going to face. Then at number 20, we have Gonzaga. Uh, they are 14-2, and two, and they were previously ranked number 19. They have a pretty easy schedule this month. They should be, uh, they should go 7-0. and oh. They have a um, they play against San Francisco, which will be their toughest competition. And after that, they should definitely get all wins for sure. Then at number 21 ranked, we have Kansas, who's 11-1. <coughs> Excuse me. I had yogurt and granola before this, so I had a piece of granola stuck in my throat still. Okay. Kansas, number 21. They play against Texas Tech, number 23, Baylor, number 17, Oklahoma. And number 11, Iowa State this week, uh, or this month, I'm sorry. So they should hopefully, this is a team I have not watched at all, so I can't really speak on them too much. Um, but they're, I'm going to definitely have to watch one of their games this week, and then I'll let you guys know in the next podcast. Okay, then we have number 22 ranked North Carolina, previously ranked number 13, but they are now 9-4. and four. They just lost to Virginia Tech by 3. They have a really, really tough schedule ahead of them. They play against Miami, who's eight and six. 
Then they play against number four, Notre Dame, which they'll probably pick up another loss there. And then they play against Virginia, who's right on the verge of being ranked. Then they play against number 10, NC State, and then number 19, Duke. And so they're going to have a tough one this month for sure. And honestly, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of uh, – after the Duke game, if they pick up some losses, which I feel like they definitely will to Notre Dame and NC State, then they're not going to be ranked after this uh, – after the – at the end of this month, they won't be raked, and that's really sad to say because North Carolina is so good, but they just have a really tough schedule. Okay, number 23, we got Baylor, who's 10-3. and They've stayed pretty consistent all year. Um, they have a decently tough schedule, though. They play against number 17 in Oklahoma tonight, another great game to watch. Then uh, they play against number 21, Kansas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas, and Texas Tech. So, some close games. Then we go to our last undefeated team, number 24, ranked St. John's, who is 13-0. They have a pretty easy schedule ahead of them, except for UConn next Wednesday. And so I definitely I think that they're going to pick up their first loss against that team. But other than that, I think they're going to only have one loss this month out of their eight games. Lastly, we have number 25, ranked Creighton. They have an easy schedule. Um, but I, again, wouldn't be surprised if they end up not being ranked at all because Villanova is actually having a pretty good year. They're 12-3, and three, and they play them once this year. or I'm sorry, this month. And so um, Creighton, I don't know. I feel like they're right on the verge of like being ranked and not being ranked, so I feel like it's definitely a close one. And then some additional teams that I feel like should be ranked right now is uh, – or how about this? There's some additional teams, and I'm going to go over my thoughts on rankings. Additional teams is Texas Tech, who's 12-2, and two, Florida State, who's 14-2, and two, Virginia, who's 13-1, and one, Colorado, who's 12-3, and three, Mississippi State, who's 12-3, and three, Illinois, who's 13-2, and two, and Purdue, who's 11-3. and three. So all those teams definitely are, like, really close to being ranked. And if uh, some of these lower teams, like North Carolina, end up getting some big losses this week, then one of these teams is definitely going to jump right in. So my thoughts on rankings, I'm only going to say the ones that I feel like should move up or that change. So the top three with South Carolina, Stanford, and Ohio State, I completely agree with. And then I also, and also Notre Dame at number four and UConn at number five. Once we get to number six, I feel like LSU should be up there. I was going to rank them ahead of UConn, but I'm just not too sure yet. So I kept LSU at number six. And then... I have Indiana at number seven. I, again, think LSU should be ahead of them. Utah at number eight, which is consistent, and I agree with that. And then I switched around NC State and Virginia Tech. I got NC State at number nine, then Virginia Tech at number 10. At number 11, I have it as UCLA, and then number 12, Iowa State. Just just flipped those two. At number 13, I have Michigan, and number 14, I have Arizona. Number 15, I have Maryland, so I just dropped Maryland down two spots. And then number 16, I have Oklahoma. Number 17, I have Iowa, so I flipped those two. Number 18, I have Gonzaga, so I moved them up two. And then number 19, I have Oregon, so moved them down one. And I number 20, I have Duke, so I just moved them down one Um because I feel like that's a right fit for them. At number 21, I have North Carolina, and then... 
number 22, I have St. John, so I moved them up a little bit, and I also moved North Carolina up a spot. And then at number 23, I have Kansas, and at number 24, I have Virginia. I feel like they should be ranked. Number 25, I have Baylor. So I basically just took out Creighton and added Virginia. Um, I was really close. I almost took out Baylor and put Illinois in, but I feel like it's too close. Because I was right on the verge of adding in Illinois or Florida State, but I just felt like it was way too close. So I stuck with Baylor because um, they have definitely had a pretty good season overall. Oh my gosh, I'm already 24 minutes in. That's crazy. Okay, so now that you guys heard that part, I was really excited to go over that with you. Um, now I'm going to go over to top transfers this year. So I have 25 written down. I don't know if I'm going to go over all 25 um, because there are so many just overall. But essentially, ESPN just ranked the top 25 transfers overall based on their performances this year. Um, and so I feel like this is something really, uh, what should I say? This was something pretty cool to go over. I just feel like that this um, is interesting overall. Okay, so for number one, one second, really fast. Okay, so at number one, we have Angel Reese, who I swore she's a sophomore, and I didn't double-check this, but they have her listed as a junior. She's playing for LSU this year. She transferred. She was with... Um, uh, 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 Wait, what the heck? Okay, she was with Maryland. I don't know why I couldn't think of that off the top of my head. Um, Angel Reese came from Maryland. She's been so impressive overall this year. Um, at number two is Alyssa Peely. She's a junior who's now playing for Utah, and she's been a key piece for them overall. She um, transferred from USC just this last year. At number three, we have Lou Lopez-Senechal, who's a senior for UConn, in which she's stepped up big. In, uh, thankfully, she's stepped up big since Azzy has been out, but she transferred actually from Fairfield this last year. I actually didn't know she was a transfer, um, but she transferred over from Fairfield. At number four, we have Gabby Gregory, who's a senior for Kansas State, who's been really, really good for them. She... Uh, she transferred from Oklahoma the last year, so she um she has been a big surprise overall because last year at Oklahoma she really didn't do too much. So she's definitely reached her full potential at Kansas State. At number five we have Makira Cook, who is a junior for Illinois. She transferred from Dayton and oh my goodness, she's almost always the leading scorer for Illinois. Um, but overall she's been a really, really big uh, help for them. At number six, we have Sammy Puses, who is a junior for USF, South Florida. She transferred from Florida State, so she stayed in the general area. Um, but she has definitely been impressive overall. Number seven, we have Abby Myers, which I think she might she should be up a little bit higher, but she's a senior from Maryland. I let's see, I don't know if they have her listed. It just says that she came from the Ivy League. I don't know what she transferred from overall. Um, but she has been really, really oppressive for Maryland. She's been a huge help. Number eight, we have Stephanie Soares, who is a senior from Iowa State. She uh, actually was NAIA this last year. 
uh, previously, and she transferred, and she's been a huge help to Iowa State. And uh, on Iowa State, most people talk about Ashley Jones as the guard, in which one of the followers, Bryce, I'm sure you're listening to this, um, but Ashley Jones has been really, really good this year. But so has Stephanie Soares because everybody's so locked in on Jones that they forget about Soares, who's been really impressive. So she's stepped up big for them. Okay, so for number nine, we have Lasha Patri, who is a senior for Purdue. She transferred from Rutgers. And um, for Purdue, I honestly have not been tracking them too much this season, so I can't speak on her a lot. Um, But obviously, she's been really well. She's been playing really well. Number 10, we have Esmeri Martinez, who's a senior from Arizona. And she transferred from West Virginia, and she's been a key piece for Arizona this year. Her and Kate Reese have worked really well together. At number 11, we have, I'm going to do the top 15 most likely. At number 11, we have Brianna Maxwell, who's a senior for Gonzaga. She transferred from Utah last year, and she has been a pretty big help for Gonzaga. She's led them pretty far so far. At number 12, we have Rakea Jackson, who is a senior from Tennessee. She has been, um, I don't know, she hasn't been doing too well this year overall, so she's definitely dropped a little bit. I don't know where she transferred from. Um, it's not saying, or I didn't write that down overall where she transferred from, where she transferred from. But Rakea Jackson, I honestly haven't been too impressed with her so far, but she is definitely a good overall player. At number 13, we have Diamond Battles, who is a senior for Georgia, in which she came from UCF, and obviously now with Georgia, she has held Georgia. She's Georgia has had a pretty decent season overall, um, but she's been playing really well. At number 14, we have Sydney Parrish, who is a junior for Indiana. She's a little bit inconsistent, but overall, she's a great player. She was uh, fr- she was at Oregon, and she's an incredible shooter. I will say that. At number 15, we have Taylor Soul, who is a senior for Virginia Tech. I personally think she should be a hire. She has a lot. She's really, really tough. Um, and they did not, or I didn't write down where she transferred from, but she's been really, really good for them. Actually, really quick, I'm going to go through the rest of the list, so if you hear me talking fast, that's fine. I'm going to go quick. Number 16, we have Jay Lowville, who is a senior uh, from Arizona. She transferred from ASU from last year. Number 17, we have Katie Sissoko, who is a senior for USC. I uh, think, okay, yeah, she transferred from Minnesota. At number 18, we have Lauren Abo, who is a senior for Notre Dame. Um, she hasn't played consistently, but she has been playing well. Uh, coming off the bench, I don't know where she transferred from. Uh, number 19, we have Chrislyn Carr, who is a senior for Louisville. And she's been pretty impressive, but she um, transferred from Texas Tech. At number 20, we have Sam Brunell, who's a senior for Virginia. And she played at Notre Dame, or she transferred from Notre Dame. Number 21, we have Deja Fair, who is a senior from Syracuse, and she she transferred from Buffalo. At number 22, we have Sarah Scalia, who is a senior from Indiana. Um, She uh, transferred from Minnesota. At number 23, we have Morgan Jones, who is a senior for Louisville, and she transferred from Florida State. Number 24, we have Chrissy Carr, who is a senior from Arkansas. 
And da, 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 she transferred from. I do not know. Yeah, I do not know. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. At number 25, we have Haley Cavender, who is a senior from Miami who transferred from Fresno State. Some players also considered is Kennedy Brown for Duke, Brene Alexander from Maryland, Sanaya Rivers for NC State, Maya Taylor for Ole Miss, Aliza, and lastly, Aliza Winston for FGCU. Okay, so that's the top transfers so far this year. Um, I thought this was a cool one to share with you guys because it's something unique and not typically something that you see or hear on most podcasts. So I wanted to go ahead and share that with you guys. Okay, now that we are 32 minutes in, this is crazy. I feel like I just started. Um, I'm going to go to the last piece of information I have with you guys today. And this is literally so cool. I found this so neat. Um, but this just recently came out. And, um, oh my goodness. Okay, so it's the top 25 most valuable college basketball players before NIL became a thing since 2000. If NIL became a thing, or if we're counting NIL, then, uh, like, some incredible players would be ranked. Um, but overall, I'm going to go over the women. There are 13 women and 12 men, so I'm going to do the women for you guys. But number one is Sabrina Ionescu for Oregon Ducks, who played for the Oregon Ducks from 2016 to 2020. She had 26 triple doubles, which is an NCAA career record. She's an All-American, and she was the number one pick in the WNBA draft. Um, they also include NIL on here. <coughs> they also include NIL potential on here, which is uh, Nike, Body Armor, State Farm, and Xbox are some of her top ones. Okay, so at number three, we have Candace Parker, who played for Tennessee from 2004 to 2008. She's a two-time NCAA champion, a two-time Wooden Award winner, and the number one pick in the WNBA draft in 2008. Some of Candace's um, endorsements are Adidas, CarMax, and Capital One. Okay, and then we go to number six, Diana Taurasi, who played for the Yukon Huskies from 2001 to 2004. She was a three-time NCAA champion, three times in a row, to be fair. And she was the number one picked in the 2004 WNBA draft and also the 2003 AP National Player of the Year. Some of her bigger endorsements are Nike and Body Armor. Number seven on the list, we have Brittany Griner for Baylor. She played from 2009 to 2013. Her biggest endorsement is Nike. Then at number eight, we have Maya Moore for UConn, who played from 2007 to 2011. She is a two-time Wooden Award winner and a two-time NCAA champion, champion who played back-to-back 2009 and 2010. She was also the number one pick in the 2011 WNBA draft. Her biggest endorsements are the Jordan brand, Pepsi Max, and the United Airlines. Remember, guys, this is based off of college career. Um, well, yeah, this is based off of their college career, not like on how good they are and stuff like that. At number 12, we have Sue Sue Bird, who played for the Yukon Huskies from 1999 to 2002. She was a three-time winner of the Nancy Lieberman Award, which is Nation's Best Point Guard. 
And she also led a team to a 39 and 0 record in the national title in the 2001-2002 season. She was also the number one pick in the WNBA draft in 2002. By the way, 39 and 0 is absolutely crazy. Some of her endorsements are Nike, State Farm, and American Express. At number 15, we have Skylar Diggins-Smith from Notre Dame. She played there for 2009 to 2013. Her biggest endorsements are Puma, Nike, uh, Sprint, wait, Puma, Nike, Sprint, and Body Armor. My goodness, I couldn't say that. She was a AP First Team All-American, and two-time Nancy Lieberman Award, and she was also the number three pick in the WNBA draft in 2013. Number 18, we have Brianna Stewart for UConn. She played there from 2012 to 2016. She is a four-time Most Outstanding Player in the NCAA Tournament, a four-time NCAA champion, which not many people could say that they won a championship all four years in college. That's crazy. And also a two-time Wooden Award winner. Her biggest endorsements are Nike and Puma. At number 19, we have Asia Wilson from South Carolina, who played there from 2014 to 2018. She is a NCAA champion, a Wooden Award winner, and a three-time All-American. Her biggest endorsements are Nike, Ruffles, and Mountain Dew. At number 20, we got a tie between Neko Agwumake from Stanford, who played there from 2008 to 2012, and her sister, Chenea Agwumake from Stanford, who played there from 2010 for to 2014. So combined, they have six AP first and second team All-American appearances, five combined Final Four appearances, and Neka was the number one pick in the 2012 draft, and Chenea Gumake was the number one pick in the 2014 WNBA draft. Their uh, biggest endorsement is Adidas for the both of them. Pretty cool that they're scissors and we're able to do that together. At number 22, we're almost at the end, guys. At number 22, we have Elena Deladon from Delaware, who played there from 2009 to 2013. She was a two-time All-American, and she also led her team to the 2013 Sweet 16. She was the number two pick in the 2013 WNBA draft. By the way, that 2013 draft was tough, with Brittany Griner going number one, Elena Deladon, number two, and Skylar Diggins-Smith, number three. Man, that was a good one. Her biggest endorsements are Nike and Gatorade. At number 24, we have Kelsey Plum from the Washington Huskies, who played there from 2013 to 2017. She played outstanding in that college game, in her college career. She was an AP First Team All-American. She was the Wooden Award winner. She was also the number one pick in the 2017 WNBA draft. Her biggest endorsements are Under Armour, GSTQ, and Nike. Lastly, at number 25, we have Arike Agumbawale, who played for Notre Dame from 2015 to 2019. She was She's an NCAA champion, a most outstanding player of the tournament in 2018, ACC Athlete of the Year in 2018, and she was also the number five pick in the WNBA draft in 2019, which, by the way, I don't think she should have been number five. But either way, that's going into a different story. Um, her biggest endorsements are eBay, Dick Sporting Goods, and Nike. Okay, you guys, that is all I have for you guys today. That was a lot of information, but I was so excited to go through everything. Uh, lots of information in this one. 
And yes, I hope everybody has an outstanding day. Um, remember, January is the second best time to watch women's college basketball outside of March during March Madness. So thank you guys all for tuning in today. That wraps up episode 106 of the Tatiana Harness podcast.